is it conceited of me? Because, I mean, I'm in puffing my chest out a little bit. And he lives for a take that'll make you do both. He says things I can't say. Nothing tops overtime, whether it's on the field or on the air. People don't forget. It's time for Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. Ah! Welcome in. It is Friday night. Welcome to Overtime. Double A Anthony Alfred in for Jonathan Peterlin on this Friday night. And an exciting Friday night, July 7, 2023. And here we go. Here we go. Busy night for you tonight. Loaded. We got Guardians baseball. We have spring, uh, summer. I said spring. Summer. Summer. We're not going to we're not going seasons backwards here. Summer League basketball uh, for the Cavaliers. That starts up tonight as well. So we are loaded. We got Brown stuff to get to. We have Ohio State stuff to get to tonight. We're just loaded across the board. And and there is a special anniversary that we will honor throughout, throughout the show tonight. So you have to stay tuned. There's a special anniversary uh, that we will acknowledge here tonight. So, again, we are locked and loaded here all the way with you until midnight. Anthony Alpha here with you. You can follow me on Twitter at AnthonyAlpha92. And I'm also, let me flip the page here. I'm also on threads at Anthony underscore R underscore Alfred. I'm, I'm telling you, uh, James Bridges is producing tonight. I, I, I promise that I am remembering in my mind, my Threads account. They need a dark mode. They don't have a dark mode yet. But right now, it's a work in progress. I remember I remember the first day, uh, the first day or two I was on Twitter. And everyone was just like, well, what do you do on Twitter? Do you announce when you're eating breakfast? Do you announce when you're going to the restroom? Uh, I just dropped off. Something here. I dropped off my kid. What, what do you do? Threads right now is kind of in that situation. But maybe that's a good thing. But you can follow me on those pages. And we are ready to go. This is the interesting thing. I want to start here with the Browns. And I want to start from this standpoint. Because the Browns, let's be real about this offseason. There's, there's no rocket science. There's no secret to tell you that this has been an unbelievably quiet Browns offseason. As a fan, as a fan, there are no complaints. Now, for my for my job, finding content, yeah, it's a little bit tough. But that's okay. That is okay. Because a quiet offseason means there's no drama means they're going after it, means they're improving as a team, and means, hey, come training camp in West Virginia in a few weeks and going into the preseason and then going into the regular season, the Browns might be ready to go. And it starts with Deshaun Watson. We'll get to his, We'll get to Albert Breer's comments in just a moment. But I wanted to start with what Dan Olowski earlier had to say on his Twitter about the Cleveland Browns because people, you know, when you're an 
analyzing like quality of roster and you're trying to figure out, okay, who is who's going to be one of those teams? Because it happens every year, right? It happens every year where if you're talking about who's going to advance to the playoffs, you take the 14 teams that have advanced to the playoffs. Every year, you take the 14 teams. Consider that seven of those teams will struggle to get back. And I would say at least five of those teams will not return to the playoffs. Thus opening the door for new teams to enter into the field. And a new team where you're where you say to yourself, where you legitimately say to yourself, uh, well, where did this team come from? Where did this team come from? Why all of a sudden this team can make this happen? If you're the Browns. So I want to read this tweet here again from Dan Orlowski, ESPN analyst. Say here about the Browns. Browns could throw a whole wrench in the AFC this year. Best supporting cast of talent, top to bottom. Watson, uh, let me phrase here. Watson has ever, yeah, here we go. Best supporting cast of talent, top to bottom. Watson has ever had. And he comes back, and if he comes back athletically, he should have a big, big season. I apologize. It was a run-on sentence. (laughs) I apologize for stumbling over there. But basically, Olowski was saying, uh, best supporting cast, top to bottom, Deshaun Watson's ever had around him, and he comes back, and if he comes back athletically, he should have a huge season. To add on to what Dan Olowski had to say, Let's play for you right now, Albert Breer, what he had to say about the development of Deshaun Watson this past offseason. This year should be the payoff. And so you see all these different things happening where, you know, the you see all these different things happening where, you know, like, okay, like this is sort of what it takes to be a top five quarterback in the league. And this is what Patrick Mahomes is doing with his guys and what Josh Allen is doing with his guys. And, um, you know, now you have that back. And that's what's great about, like, you know, where they are right now is that they're in position to get the full Deshaun Watson. Oh, by the way, a part of that, too, is, you know, being able to build an offense for him. And the Browns have the chance to do that this year, too, where they weren't able to do it last year because they also had to do enough to build an offense for Jacoby Brissett and the other 10 guys um, to get them into a place where they could play really well over the first, you know, 11 games of the season before Watson got back. That was Albert, Albert Breer live from the beach earlier today with uh, Peterlin and Dustin on afternoon drive. And I think those points that he made, I almost, I, look, maybe I'm mellowing up. Maybe I'm softening up. Maybe it's July and maybe I'm coming around to saying maybe the Browns are going to have a good season. I know how the clock works. I get it. I understand. And if you're, if you're riding around and you're like, Come on, dude. What are you what are you talking about? I get this. I understand. But think about this. And I think it's very key. I almost I was just going to be honest. I almost just want to toss last year, last season in particular, as almost I almost want to toss last year in the trash. We knew what was happening with Deshaun. Everybody knew what was going to happen with Watson as far as the suspensions. It turned out to be 11 games. And look, 
if the Browns last year was overly serious about winning football games and getting Watson, I guess, up to speed immediately, they would have kept Josh Dobbs last year and they would have operated with the Deshaun Watson playbook last year. Because you have Josh Dobbs, he plays the same style of offense as Deshaun. But the Browns made the decision, hey, we're going to go with Jacoby Brissett. Yes, it's a completely different style of offense, but this we have a grown-up. We have a grown-up under center. We have an adult in the locker room in terms of Jacoby Brissett who can kind of help us through. But because they had to use Jacoby Brissett, and let's be clear, Jacoby Brissett is a much better football player than Josh Dobbs at this stage last year. Because they had to go that route, Stefanski had a completely different playbook. Completely different playbook. And a completely different style of play. So, yeah, Watson last year when he came in for those six games, that was his preseason. It was ugly. We knew he was athletic. We knew he was athletic. We knew he was able to go. In fact, uh, Kurt Warner had film breakdown of Deshaun Watson. He put in a tape against the Washington Commanders uh, his game last year. And the one thing that stands out with Deshaun Watson's play from last year is because he wasn't around the team, he didn't know the playbook. I'm not saying he was lazy. I'm saying he didn't. He just didn't know the playbook. And Stefanski and the office of staff, Alex Van Pelt, didn't know Deshaun Watson. Didn't know the style of play he brought to the table. Didn't really know. And the offense didn't know how to completely adjust from the Jacoby Brissett-led offense to a Deshaun Watson offense. So, again, you almost just want to throw those six games in the trash. But the one thing Kurt Warner mentioned about his play, about Deshaun Watson's play, he was doing a lot of hopping in the pocket. His feet not really selling in, not really confident in his decision-making. And when you're not confident in your decision-making, balls are thrown late. The receivers, we there were several plays where someone, whether it was Cooper or Najoku, maybe they were supposed to be at a certain spot. But Watson, because he was unsure of himself, because he was bobbing around in the pocket, uh, could not deliver the football in time. And it led to a dysfunctional offense. I don't think we'll see that this year. I don't think we'll see that this year. I think all the tape of Deshaun Watson working with the various receivers in his, uh, during his own time, during his own time, wanting to make sure, ensuring that he is locked in chemistry-wise with his teammates making sure that he is in tune with the playbook. These things right here, I'll say this. Yeah, if no one's talking about the Cleveland Browns outside of Cleveland, that's okay. I think you'll have a pretty, pretty good season if you're talking about the Browns. So let me lay this out because Ken threw this out earlier this morning. I'm going to give you a record. I'm going to give you a win total for this season. And your question is, 
and where we're going to, would you take this particular win total? Would you take this particular win total and you're good? Or, to use a sports talk radio analogy here, you play the games. You play the games and you see what happens. So I'm going to give you a record. 216-474-0092. I want to hear your response. Would you take a 10-7 and record, 10 wins, 7 losses, for the Cleveland Browns for the 2023 season, if it was given to you? If I said right now, hey, we're going to put a crystal ball, put it in, we're going to give you 10 wins, would you take it? Or do you think, oh, the Browns could be even better than 10 and 7 this year? To put a stake with 10 and 7 means 10 and 7 is a great record. It's an improvement, obvious improvement over last year. However, in the AFC, 10 and 7 does not guarantee a playoff spot. Also, 10-7 and does not account for where you get the 10 wins from. Are you beating Pittsburgh twice? Are you beating Cincinnati twice? Are you splitting with Baltimore? All I said was, I'm going to give you 10 wins. Would you take it? Or do you think if you played the season right here and right now, the Browns would have a better record and have a better team? 216-474-0092. Your thoughts on where you see the Cleveland Browns and how you feel about this roster and the and whether or not you believe this roster has improved over last year. Do you believe do you agree with Dan Olowski that this is a sneaky, sneaky good roster that could throw a wrench into the AFC? 216-474-0092. I'm on Twitter at AnthonyAlfred92. Double A, Anthony Alfred here with you until midnight. A sports radio, 92.3 The Fan. The defense can play to its talents. Browns could throw a whole wrench in the AFC this year. Best supporting cast of talent, top to bottom, Watson has ever had. And if he comes back athletically to form, He should have a big season. The Browns should have a big season. So I threw out the question. We're going to get to the cause here. I threw out. If you're 10 and 7, would you, if if I said right now, hey, take this 10 and 7 record, take 10 wins, 7 losses this season, would you take it? Or would you say, ah, no, let's play it out. And I need more things to happen. I think we could do more than 10 wins. To put it in perspective, what 10 wins would bring you in the AFC, uh, last year's playoffs, 10-7 record, if you do not win the division, and you're in the AFC North. So Cincinnati last year finished 12-4. and And... and is 12 and 4 the Mar Hamlin game. So that's why I was 12 and 4. So they finished 12 and 4. The Los Angeles Chargers, they were the first wild card at 10 and 7. The Baltimore Ravens were the second wild card, the sixth seed at 10 and 7. The
the Miami Dolphins were the seventh seed at nine and eight. So I'll, I'll just say flat out, if you want to win the AFC North, I would not take 10 and seven. I would not take 10 and seven. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, wait a minute. If you want to win this division and have an opportunity to host a playoff game, 10 and seven is very dangerous, especially in the AFC North. I would not take it, but would you take it? Would you say, we just got to get to the playoffs. We just got to do something. We got to make this happen and just go. What are we thinking? Let's go out to the phone lines. Let's go to Todd in Ward 1. He's going to start us off tonight. Todd, welcome to the show. Double A. And the irony of Mary J. Blige talking about no more drama is her life is filled with drama. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a a, a sneak sneak concept. So... (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm I'm t- I'm totally unaccepting of ten and seven. Even if six of the wins are all in the division, I would still be unaccepting of ten and seven because ten and seven implies to me that there's a whole lot of injuries because they lost seven games. And I, I'm looking at their schedule right now, like nah, ten and seven sounds like there's a whole lot of banged up folks. Now, had you come to me with twelve and five. <laughs> 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 and we won five, and five of those win, five of those twelve wins were in the division. I'd be accepting of that. We're gonna find out. At, well, before I go on, do you have any comment about that? Um, I'll, obviously, I would take twelve wins. <laughs> I mean, but no, I mean, I'm not gonna it, hate on that. I'll, I'll just say this on, on the on the, on what you are mentioning here: ten and seven, even with six of the wins in the division, yeah. I would still say no. Because yeah, because. We don't know what's going to happen in the division. And the division, this is not baseball we're talking about. We are in one of the toughest divisions in football. So 10-7 would put you behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that imply that there's a whole bunch of injuries to you too? Seven losses. With this schedule, there's a whole lot of banged up folks. So I would, I would say this also. I noticed what, what caught my attention about Watson last year more than anything was he ran into a, at least four sacks. He ran into them. So that yep. concerned me. And with his athleticism, running in the sacks is, a, is something that shouldn't be happening. And, and I don't think – and, Rook, let me jump in here because, again, I was watching uh, Kurt Warner and doing the film study of the Commanders game last year. I think this year – with him knowing the playbook and yep. him Stefanski being in line, I don't think we'll see as many. We're not going to see that that much this year at all. We're not going to see him run into sacks because, again, as you know, Todd, like the offensive line had to also adjust and learn how to block for Deshaun Watson, and they didn't. They didn't know last year. I got a question at the end of this, but I have these next three comments, though. All right, I believe make it I'm, quick. We got a lot of fun. I'm make us. it quick. I believe I believe we're gonna find out everything we want to know about the Browns in the preseason because the Philadelphia Eagles second string defensive line can start on most teams in this in this league. So we'll really get a feel for what they're gonna be about after that Eagles game. And I'll reserve. I won't say the second thing. I'll just ask the question: What's the deal with Kareem Hunt? Have they settled anything yet? I'll talk to you later. Have a good one, Todd. Todd and War One. Uh, Kareem Hunt. Still, still out there, still out there, free eight. And look, the running back market—it's a cold world. 
whole cold world. So uh, no news. No news to this point on Kareem Hunt. And that's, and I don't know if we'll get news on Kareem Hunt anytime soon. I don't know. But as of right now, he is still a free agent. As of right now, he's been linked to several teams, possibly joining. I saw an article a little bit earlier today. Minnesota Vikings should look at Kareem Hunt. I mean, Minnesota Vikings should look at anybody (laughs) on the running attack. But, yeah, nothing so far uh, with Kareem. To Todd's point about the injuries, injuries are going to come. And here's the critical thing. And this is why the expanded schedule, now we have to talk injuries. Now we also have to talk about um, do you want, and this is a bridge we're going to have to cross as we get closer to training camp and closer to the preseason. uh, Do you want Deshaun Watson to play in the preseason? I mean, I know we're going to learn a lot in the preseason. We're going to learn how this playbook, how this offense is going to operate. And the old days, when it was only a 16-game schedule, ideally, you would want Deshaun Watson out there to get to know his teammates on the field, full speed, at full speed, full operation, and game action, something you don't get in practice. But now you're talking injury risk in the preseason. You know, I, I hate to be that guy. I hate to be that guy, but look back last season. I'll give you a quick stat before I go to the next, to the next call. And again, you can call us 216-474-0092. I'll give you this. Out of all the quarterbacks across the NFL who have started in a normal amount of games, right? Only, I believe, only six quarterbacks have started all 17 games last season. Only six. So, you may roll your eyes and be like, what do you mean with the injury front that Todd and War 1 was talking about? But, I don't mean to look into a crystal ball, but... I could put down a pretty good bet that we will not have Deshaun Watson for all 17 games. So it's a conversation where the Browns have to be ready for that too. So we'll see. Again, would you take a 10 and 7 record? If I gave it to you right now, a 10 and 7 record, would you take it? Will in Illyria. Will, welcome to the show. Hi, how you guys doing? Good, good. So- I think in recent history, being a, a diehard Browns fan, typically we take a 10-7 and 7 record. If you look at the previous offensive coordinators and coaches and quarterbacks, but we have Deshaun Watson at the helm, and I just think the ceiling for this team right now is just way too high to take a 10-7 and 7 record. And I have to agree with, uh, with Dan Orlovsky's tweet about Deshaun not really having the kind of talent that he has here in Cleveland uh, down in Houston, this kind of offensive line, Nick Chubb behind him, and uh, I think Amari Cooper's a surefire wide receiver one. And uh, another thing I consider with the 10-7 and 7 records, it's not going to get us in the playoffs. You've got to consider Roger out there at the New York Jets now, what Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence are doing down there in Jacksonville. And I just think it'd be a hard one to win the AFC North with a 10-7 and 7 record this year. Mm, that's an interesting point. Thank you very much for the phone call. 10-7, and 7, 
I remember, what was it, the Miami Dolphins? I think it was 2003. They had a 10-6 record. They missed us here in Cleveland, the Browns. 2007, we should have made the playoffs. We had a 10-6 record. We missed the postseason. And, yeah, I mean, I'm going to throw this out there. Baker Mayfield could win his division. Could win his division and go to the playoffs with a under 500 record in the with Tampa Bay and the NFC South. That could happen. The Browns could have a better record. If, if you take 10 and 7, they could have a better record and miss the playoffs. And Baker Mayfield's in the playoffs. For those who are like, what happened to the, the to the Baker supporters? The I, I can't use the other term. That term has been banned here at ninety two three. The fan, uh, but <laughs> if you use one of those guys, uh, they're going to come back. They're going to come back. So consider that a part of things as well. If you look at this roster, if you think this roster is elite, maybe ten wins is not enough. Jim in Strasville. What's up, Jim? Hey, Double A. How you doing? Uh, listen, t- 10 wins a major- almost all the time, with a rare exception, gets you in the playoffs. But I- that's not enough for me, and here's why it's not enough for me. Look, the runway is really short for this team. I get I get what Todd was saying with the injury. I, I don't want to hear excuses. I don't think anybody – I don't even think ownership is going to listen to excuses. Look, this team better win at least 10 games or let's face it, the head coach is probably gone. No, the head coach is definitely gone. You Steph- may lose your front office. Jim, Jim, you think Stefanski's gone even with 10 wins? No, anything under 10 under wins, 10, and he's definitely 10. gone, I would say. Yes. I just looked, dude, the problem is you made, you went all in. You took all your chips and pushed them to the middle of the table with Deshaun Watson signing. Last year, okay, we've all said, okay, yeah, last year's a giveaway. We're going to, we're fine with that. It's a giveaway. That just doesn't fly anymore. That was that was it, man. Nobody's going to want to hear the excuses for, well, he needs to get used to this, or well, he needs to get used to that. Hey, that's what the six games last year were for. I'm, I, for one, and I don't think, and I think the front office and the, I think the organization itself, the ownership, they don't want to hear that anymore. We brought this guy in. It better happen this year because if it doesn't happen this year, heads are going to roll. And that's just a fact of the matter. I mean, it just, there aren't any excuses. There's, there is no tomorrow for, for Kevin Stefanski. It's got to happen this year. It's, or he's done. This is his chance. Yeah, and, and this is a Jim, appreciate the call. Uh, yeah, 10 to 7 does not guarantee you to get in. I would not take the guarantee 10 to 7. I would not. And one of the reasons why I wouldn't take it is because by technicality, it's a step back from 2020 when the Cleveland Browns were 11 and 5 and qualified for the playoffs. They were 11 and 5. So. Why did you make all those moves? Why did you go away from Baker Mayfield if it would result in only 10 wins? 216-474-0092. If you're a host, stay right there. We're going to come to you when we come back. Hayden Grove of Cleveland.com is going to join us at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. So, if you don't accept 10 and 7, if you think the roster is... Where it needs to be. There is one guy that is still out there. There's a team that's still a top-level team that is still considering this guy, and he's still available. Would you kick the tires on this particular player to come in for the Cleveland Browns? 
Double A Anthony Alpha here with you. This is overtime on 92.3 The Fan. Anthony Alfred back here with you. You can never have too much news at your fingertips about the big topics surrounding the Browns and the rest of the NFL. Make sure you download two new episodes every week of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland with Daryl Ryder and Andy Baskin at 923thefan.com and the Odyssey app to stay up to date. Brought to you locally by Smiley One Heating and Cooling and Bryant doing whatever it takes. 216-474-0092 coming up 20 minutes from now, Hayden Grove of Cleveland.com. He will join us. We'll pretty much go all across uh, Cleveland sports. We'll talk a little bit about what we're talking about now uh, with the Browns. Uh, Guardians in action as well. Stay headed to the All-Star break. What to expect from Imani Bates, Summer League, and I have a little Ohio State question to throw in there um, as well to uh, Hayden Grove. 216 474 0092. We're going to also later in the show, you heard him mention his sports update. Stipe, John Jones, UFC heavyweight championship. If you've fallen out of love with UFC, I have. Um, I'm not a recent UFC fan, but obviously Stipe uh, working and living here in Cleveland. Got that. John Jones, who's an absolute beast. I'm not, I'm not saying he's a great human being, but in terms of a fighter, John Jones is an absolute beast. So I'm excited. That's what, uh, Mitch, if I'm correct, that's November 11th? November 11th, Madison Square Garden. That's going to be big time. That's UFC 295. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that later on in the show. Let's get back to your calls at 216-474-0092. If I hand it to you, Dan Olowski said this Browns roster, if this defense can live up to its talents, defense will be good. Offensively, he said this team is sneaky good. And this roster is sneaky good and can throw a monkey wrench into the AFC, even if no one is talking about the Browns outside of Cleveland, Ohio. So if I gave you 10 and 7, would you take it? Or would you expect the Browns to do more than win 10 games? And I'm going to give you a player that might help out with that coming up in a little bit. But let me first go to Lance. He's been waiting. He's in Painesville. Lance, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, Anthony? How you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. What do you got for us? Um, I think with NFL football, the one mistake you can't get caught up in is the record. I mean, we've seen undefeated New England Patriots team lose to the Giants. We've seen uh, in the late 90s, the Minnesota Vikings team, 15-1 record, lose to the Atlanta Falcons in the NFC Championship game. And they had one of the best offenses ever in league history. Yeah. So, I'm saying is, if you can – Push eleven and six record or uh, um, ten and seven. I mean, uh, you can't get caught up in the record because 
we've seen a, too many wild card teams win Super Bowls. We've seen teams get hot in the end of the season. Teams that had to win the last three or four games just to make it to the playoffs win the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, and, we, and, 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 I'll, and I'll mention here, and I'll let you get the last word in, but you remember going, I know it's the Steelers, but the Jerome Bettis Steelers team, they were the sixth seed, and they just they got hot late, and they went all the way and won the Super Bowl. The New York Giants team that beat the undefeated Patriots team, they got right. hot late. They beat the Patriots in Week 17 and right. went out through the playoffs and, and won that game and won the playoffs and won the Super Bowl. You know, actually, they were well, they lost. Yeah, they the lost Patriots. that game. Yeah, they lost. The, they lost the game, but they played them tough. It was like a thirty-eight to thirty-five football right. game. Right. That's what I'm saying. The record. Football is the, the the one sport you you can't get caught up as long as you make it to the playoffs. Anything can happen in football. Anthony, you know that better than anybody. Anything can happen. Football, even basketball, baseball, hockey. Football is that one sport where a bad call, a turnover late in the game can turn the whole – remember when the Saints and the Rams played that pass, bad pass interference call? Uh-huh. NFC Championship. Yep. I mean, the, the last second miracle when the Vikings beat the Saints – with that one Hail Mary pass. And, and, Lance, and, and Lance, I'll give you I'll give you this. Us, a few years ago, we're a Chad hitting stop away right. <laughs> for beating <Right>. Kansas City. <laughs> we should have beat Kansas City. Man. You know, I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes out the game. And, I mean, and I'll be honest, I think we would have beat Buffalo that year. Yeah. We would have been too. in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Lance, appreciate the call, man. That just it's crazy. He makes a point though. All you need to do if if you make the playoffs, if you get in, anything can happen. I do agree with that. But ten wins, it does make it a little bit dicey. It does it does, but just getting in does make it does make it worth it. Uh low in Maple. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, bud? I'm good. I'm good. What do you got for us? Uh, I'm going to tell you why I agree with Dan Olowski in uh, 10-7 is not acceptable. Uh, number one, if you bar injuries, and injuries can happen, but if you bar injuries, and uh, Stefanski let uh, Deshaun Watson play like Deshaun Watson. I can see the Browns 12 and 5 at best 13 and 4. But I would accept 11 and 6. But 10 and 7, no way. Not in AFC. Yeah. I don't, go ahead, last I don't, word. Go ahead. I don't see it. I don't see it. But I feel you know, hopefully uh, this is Brighton uh, Browns fans' faith. I see he finally getting it right. I see the Browns are going to be totally different from what they were last year. 
Okay. With the additions and uh, the style of play that they're going to uh, display this year, I think the Browns will be better. Yeah, and I appreciate the call. And, you know, I, I'll get to that point. I'll get to that point here for early July where I am openly accepting of tossing out last season. I, I'm, I'm literally, I almost just want to say, look, you made the adjustments defensively with uh, Jim Swartz, having him as a defensive coordinator. Uh, you made the adjustments at the special teams front. Kay York, he's in his second year as the kicker. So if all those things go into form, offensively, I count this as the real year one for Deshaun Watson. I think sometimes, like with business, you're talking about, you know, things with a contract and stuff and like a new, you know, this is a new era. This is a new, a new thing, right? Sometimes there is a there is a thing as a year zero. There is a thing as a year zero. You're like, well, wait a minute. Deshaun Watson, he was out there last year. He was in uniform. He played. He we have stats. <laughs> we covered the six games that he played. He performed in front of all of us here in downtown Cleveland. What do you mean year zero? Well, if you consider that last season you had the suspensions that went 11 games, all the distractions that came with it, you almost expect it, and and I'll lump in, I will lump in the decision by the Cleveland Browns to go with Jacoby Brissett as opposed to Josh Dobbs. And again, you may be thinking, wait, what? What do you mean? Duh, Jacoby Brissett's the better player. He is. Way better at that time last year. But what they did was essentially say, uh, we're not going to operate the Deshaun Watson playbook under somebody else. That's what they did. If Dobbs was under center, if they would have said, hey, we're going to keep Dobbs on the roster, because remember that preseason game he had last year where he was he performed like that was his Super Bowl and doing a John Elway helicopter. But if that was, if they were going to roll with Dobbs and say, hey, you're going to be the guy that operates the playbook that we want for Deshaun Watson, and then Deshaun Watson, all he would have to do is come right on in. We're already running the plays that fit you. You're going to come in, and you're going to take care of business. Okay, that is year one. But last year, they ran Jacoby Brissett's offense, a run-dominant offense, an offense where the quarterback was not required to win the game for you. The quarterback in that offense last year was really just required to, to, you could take chances, but basically manage and get you to a position to win. But Jacoby was not going to win those games for you. But, and, and also, you're not going to run, you're not going to see the Browns run that style of offense. You're not going to see the pro-style offense under Deshaun Watson. So you're going to see better play. You're going to, you're going to, all these things, you're going to be in good shape. 
We're almost out of time here. We got a break in just a little bit. But I teased this nugget at you. And we're going to talk about this a little bit later on in the program. DeAndre Hopkins is still available. DeAndre Hopkins is still out there. I know the story was it was a month ago. He's still there. Are you okay with this receiving core that you have right now? Or would you entertain the idea of DeAndre Hopkins playing here? He would unquestionably be your number two receiver. He would unquestionably, I think, be an upgrade in this offense. But do you have something already special here where you would say, ah, he's too old. He's 31 years old. I don't think, I don't think it could happen. We'll address that coming up a little bit later in the show with DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not going to let that go here before we wrap here on this Friday. Up next, Hayden Grove, Cleveland.com. We're going to go all throughout the spectrum of Cleveland sports and Ohio State. We're just going to go right across the board. Guardians, Cavaliers, Browns, Buckeyes, all of that. A question about Urban Meyer and Ryan Day. Wait, Urban? Wait, what? We'll get to all that coming up next. Hayden Grove, Cleveland.com. Joyce is next. Anthony Alfred here with you. This is Sports Radio, 92.3 The Fan. After a long day. 